No spoilers, but the latest episode of Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett, introduced ant droids. Oh man, one more episode this season. I hope it features a Loth cat and the Vandalorian. I'm more excited for their next show, Obi-Wan Okogi. Welcome to episode 181 of Wolf's Cast, the show that will also be heading to Cleveland. I've always wanted to visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. Cleveland's a nice place. Cue the, cue the, um, what's the Drew Carey show? Just Drew Carey show. That's what it's called. That's the name of it. Right I was there. wondering if you meant The Price is Right. Oh, The Price is Right. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Also, uh, Cleveland Connections there, but, uh... Yeah, Cleveland. We have we have news that uh, Carl Towns is, is going to Cleveland along Woo-hoo. with some other Timberwolves players. No, we're going to talk about that on the show. Are you? Uh, have you been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet? I have. Yes, I went uh, maybe like seven or eight years ago um, while on tour with Brian with Cuckoo. And here's the here's the cool thing: if you have ever made an album, you can arrive with it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it will count as admission. So if you uh, if you're in a band and you bring your album, I, 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 it worked out for us. I don't, they, Do they, they take your album? They took it. Okay. Yeah, they take you it. Put it in an archive. I, I like that. Yeah, but it's kind of like a, a little secret. I like, was there uh, a few summers ago at a work conference, and I stopped by, cool. and uh, I looked for Cuckoo because there was a <laughs> Warp Tour, oh, ex- yeah. a traveling Warp Tour exhibit. Actually, the exhibit I was really liked is they did an exhibit about. Uh, pinball machines rock and roll pinball oh, machines wow. because of like the who's tommy mm-hmm. and they had like a couple dozen like playable ones like the beatles sure. pinball and like all these other like yeah, bands it was just like in the 70s yeah. here's the cool thing to do make your own pinball machine they're all cool. free to play it was great <laughs> it's cool times yeah rock and roll hall fan go check it out what else is cleveland known for just sports teams and uh lake erie i like how uh <laughs> No, there was another thing in Cleveland that I almost suggested for the joke. And then oh. I was like, no, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fits a lot better. I uh-huh. what it was now. But I like the 30 Rock joke where like yeah. Liz Lemon is like a model when she goes to Cleveland. It was like the joke. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like the most famous person there kind of thing. Yeah. And Sudeikis is like, he, he he can't like, he doesn't, he can't like leave. He doesn't want to leave Cleveland or something right, like that. Yeah. He like loves it so much. I had a, I went to a great bar last time I was in Cleveland. It was a very nerdy bar and they like all the drinks oh. were like uh, sci-fi stuff. Oh, yeah, you could you order. It was great. Star Wars stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you get the blue milk and stuff. It was awesome. I, I'll, I'll look it up and see if I can post it. For but it was like else. it's like many uh, nerddoms. Oh yeah, right? I had like uh, yeah. the golden whatever the thing from Harry Potter is oh, the, the flacious the yeah. luck the luck potion that he gets oh, like that one. Okay. So there's stuff like that. I had like chocobo wings <laughs> like from Final Fantasy. Oh wow! So it was all themed. It was all great prices and it was delicious. So I was really really surprised. So I, I will. Uh, get that name for you. Maybe you can put it in the show notes so people can check it out if yeah. you're in Cleveland. Yeah, there we go. Cleveland is uh, is about to be popping here in a few weeks. But uh, How do you feel about uh, the new baseball team name? Have you heard it? Cleveland? Oh, the Guardians? The Guardians. I mean, I like it more than the Washington football team. I just yeah, announced the, that. The, that the Commanders. The, the Commanders. Yeah, Guardians is a lot better than Commanders. Yeah, I like Guardians. Um, commanders I was is hoping... so official. I don't know. I guess, it, is it supposed to be like a DC like? I don't know. I, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. so. That's the idea. Yeah. I I mean, I was kind of hoping Cleveland would go back to the Spiders. They used to have a baseball team called the Spiders, but I like Guardians too. That works. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, we like that. But yeah, I think I saw someone else like tweet though that like, okay, like 
you know, oh, so you think, you know, people like dunking all over the name. It's like, okay, you know, did you think that the Krakens and the Golden Knights, uh, you know, from the NHL, like those are two like recent like things too. It's like those aren't any good either. But you just kind of, I don't know. I like how unique they are. I think I think people respect like the Krakens at least because it's so unique. It's its own animal. Like Golden Knights is kind of like at least there's not another Golden Knights, but also it's like it's a knight. You know, is that Uh too unique? I don't know the Golden Knights. You know, you get get a lot of jokes in there. You know, yeah, there's a lot to lot to go. It's tough to come up with a team name, but I think uh, Kraken was a good one of all the ones we mentioned. Kraken. Very nice. Well, yeah, we're talking Timberwolves basketball here today on Clearly. the Wolves cast. So much podcast, Wolves talk already. As we do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so today on the show, week recap. And then uh, in full court press, we're going to talk about the Wolves, uh, you know, improving on offense here in the month of January. And as we mentioned before, talking about Towns in the All-Star game, Anthony Edwards and um, Mr. McDaniels uh, <gasps> joining uh, joining him as well in Cleveland for the Rising Stars game. We have a sponsor. We are going to, uh, for the first time this year, we are going to review Target Center food. It's been so, so long since we've done that. So we're going to tell you a little bit about some concourse food. We got Wolfies. We got a game. It's Wolf's Cast. You know what you love it. Let's get it going. All right, week recap. Wolves are now 26 and 25, 2 and 2 this week. Um, and in an amazing, um, you know, area of serendipity here, according to Cleaning the Glass, the Wolves are 11th in defensive rating. They are 11th in offensive rating. And they are 11th in net rating. 11's all the way down, Scott. Make a wish. 11, 11, 11, everybody. <laughs> I got to yes. take that. Man, you, you could not have told me at the beginning of the season we would be above 15th in both offense and defense. If you told me offense, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I can see that. Of course, that. yeah. 11th on offense, it's pretty good. But uh, to keep the defense at that level, too, and that's really something, especially considering, I mean, I don't track the net rating exactly every month, but it feels like every week, excuse me, we are around the 11th spot in defensive rating. So the fact that we could get firebombed by Golden State and Phoenix in this past week uh, to the tune of, uh, let's see, 124 points scored by the Warriors, 134 by Phoenix, and yet our defensive rating is still right there. Yeah, got to respect it. That's improvement too. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, for everybody listening, like when you hear us read these numbers, these are for the entire season, like accumulative to this point. This isn't, you know, in the last two weeks or something like that. Like we are going to talk about that here in a segment now, where we're going to, you know, just take the last month and, and talk about where the offense was there. But when you talk about net rating and these other ratings as well, that's for the entire season. So you know, for the Wolves, you know, they were kind of down maybe in like the eighteen level, like lower teens, and they're ra- raising up and. And now they're all the way up to 11. So that is a team who has been slowly improving as the season goes, which is uh, awesome to see. Uh, I looked up some 538 predictions for uh, you know where the NBA is right now, and uh, they give the Wolves a uh, 83% chance to make the playoffs, and uh, they predict the final record will be 44 and 38 for so the 538 gave us about the same percent chance to make the playoffs as they had Hillary Clinton winning the 2016 uh, election. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, they know. got that one wrong, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You won't let us forget so, it. So if they're, I just, I like to clown on them, you know, they're, they're so, they think they're so Every smart. Time, yeah. But I, it's a it's a big can of worms. I'm not going to go into it because on <laughs> yeah. one hand it is it's prediction. So there's always you know let's not go into it. It's just predictions, y'all. But uh, yeah, it's a complex issue. It uh, it feels uh, it, it's always weird. We have uh, it's always strange. We are recording right now while the wolves are playing in Detroit. And, uh, they that might be the, almost done at this yeah, point. Yeah, right about now. But that's um, that was the case uh, last week as well. And thankfully, 
Uh, that's the first thing I do when the when the season schedule comes out, Scott, is I look at the Thursday games and see how many there are because it's a night we record, and I hope for very few because it's all it always makes for an awkward type of thing. Like, and Thursday night usually only has like two or three games anyway, right, so it's, right. it's, it's it's a rare night for games. But we've had like three of the last four weeks have been Thursday games. But I looked it up, and I think there's only one more the rest of the season. So nice. Good, good, good for us anyway. But uh, yeah, last week uh, the Wolves lost in Golden State on Thursday. Um, national TV game, one fifteen to one twenty four. Did and, you get any uh, of the Harlan uh, drops? Yeah, in here? I got a couple of them. That that one down here. That's that's one of them. And the surging Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> and like so much of the other ones are like with the players so there's like a town look at towns and vando there's the hardest working man in the league right there Jared has been invaluable for this team <laughs> yes they were loving vando uh-huh, on the yeah. broadcast and how can you not especially because like you know a lot of these guys i'm not expecting them to watch every tim rolls game they're national broadcasters there's a lot of traveling a lot of scouting they have to do for teams that are actually a national broadcast but right i can understand why maybe this is the first time they're watching vando play and they're like hey look at what this guy's doing because he doesn't show up on uh you know the stat sheet as much as he has impact on the game would he's a show. yeah he's a um uh, eye test guy and oh boy say, right? was, did he uh did he pass <laughs> the eye test so although it was Tough game. I mean, we had Clay and Steph, vintage Clay-Steph game. I think it must have been fun for all the Golden State fans because this mm. this felt like the Dynasty Warriors kind of going off with the performance those two chipped in. And I'm not going to begrudge it. It's good to see Clay back. You know, let's keep that guy healthy. I love Clay. Uh, but they had a vintage performance and just destroyed us from three. Um, this is I, thought, I think they shot like 58% from three on the night, maybe better. Yeah, they had over 23s. They had like 21 threes in the game. So. so it was one of those nights where there were a few, you know, good performances that would have maybe – us in the game if it wasn't such a hot shooting night but it was and that's golden state that's gonna happen to you yeah and one other note here i have is, is i still feel like towns really treats these like national tv games as few and far between as they are he treats them differently yeah you know he like i completely agree he just he has a different vibe about him you know i think he's like more smiley and he's a little more you know puts on puts on a sh- little bit more of a show so uh, always fun to play. It was only the only TNT game I believe uh, the Wolves have this year. I don't know. Maybe they'll get, uh, they'll get bumped up, flexed. That's yeah, right, flexed in uh, for uh, something down the line. But also Kevin Harlan calling the Wolves super super fun. Always always a treat as you play uh, the drops that we grabbed and stuff. Such so. a treat. It's even worth listening to Reggie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're not uh, Reggie is not as bad as like the like Chuck and Kenny and like Shaq and those guys like openly yeah. admitting Weber. they don't like watch the games. Oh but, yeah, and Weber won't admit they like, watch it. Yeah, at least Reggie's like a pre. Appreciative. He's right. like, all right, this team is great. This team is fun. Like, you know, that's that's all right. Uh, so I dig that. But uh, but yeah, Wolves, um, you know, kept the road trip going uh, the next night, and uh, really just a. You know, if, if there ever was a, you know, schedule loss on the season, this yep. this was it, uh, you know, back to back on the road, you're paying, you're playing less than 24 hours after you tipped off in, uh, uh, you know, up in uh, up in San Francisco, you got to drive down, you know, not a long flight, but probably two hours, two and a half, maybe Well, you're traveling time zones, Phoenix. but at the same time, Arizona doesn't observe daylight savings time. So I don't oh, know if they lost an hour or not, but they yeah. did change time zones. So that's oh, bad. They were in Golden State. So no, they're, they're, I know. they're Pacific, Pacific to Mount, but uh, mountain time. Oh. Oh, you're Phoenix, right. It might have been. Once yeah. again, I don't know what time of the yeah. daylight savings. Arizona is weird. Arizona is weird. Certain guys. parts are certain times. 
But hey, they're having a heck of a season. They got two All Stars. Yeah. You know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, rightfully so, nominated to the All Star game tonight as reserves. Uh, and man, they showed what was up. I mean, Chris Paul is so good. You know, he just kind of, you know, it's the same old Chris Paul story. We've been talking about it for like over a decade now, where he just kind of sets everyone else up and then does his thing in the fourth. And that's all she wrote. I mean, it was another hot three point shooting night. It felt like a Ooh, kind yeah. of a replay of the yeah. uh, the Golden State game because there's another one where they shot over 50% from three, just like decimated us but like you said going off the back-to-back going from the high of the national tv game moving time zones doing the very next night the fact that we kind of kept it close it was really yeah, it wasn't a blow it wasn't until the fourth where you could tell tired legs kind of took over you know and then you were just like well this this looks like a team that's in the fourth quarter on the second night of a back-to-back so probably weren't going to beat the best team in the nba i think they're still the number one record in the yeah. nba right now probably weren't going to beat them anyways but uh definitely not on the second night of a back-to-back yeah, no, uh, no Russell, no Beverly in this one. You know, D'Angelo Russell, you know, got injured in that Golden State game. Didn't play the second half of that Golden State game. Well, that must, you know, might have been a game the Wolves could have won if D'Angelo would have played there. But then he was out um, in Phoenix and has been out ever since. So now it's been a week. It's been like five games now. Um, but Phoenix was, not in the lineup tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, right. But Phoenix was was without Aiton and Crowder and stuff. Um, another thing I liked about this game was the uh, Aurora Green and the Suns Orange jerseys. Oh, that was, it was very like Nickelodeon kind of like matchup there with the slime green and the orange. Have you seen the Nickelodeon NFL broadcast? I love that doing? stuff. Yeah, they fun. should really do some NBA stuff because it's so funny to watch a guy score a touchdown and then slime <laughs> like CGI slime being shot all over the field. Like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Gak? they, they, they could they do a lot it? with like the net uh, and stuff, like of a basket, like a little slime like yeah, pops up. Give or me all that. Come on, that'll be so much fun. Yeah, I wonder, but. Uh, yeah, so Wolves, you know, on the road against some of the best teams in the league, dropping those games uh, to uh, you know end last week, and then uh, but they they started a new, uh, a fresh another week here, uh, Sunday and Tuesday, picking up wins at home. First one uh, to, uh, with the Utah Jazz, you know, um, taking care of business there as they were without uh, their two best players. They're two all-stars. Two all-stars, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. So Wolves win that game, 126 to 106. And It'll be uh, interesting to see if, uh, I think Rudy's about to come back, but if both yeah. of them were to miss the all-star game, maybe Ant could be a reserve. Hey, let's talk about all-star Possible. later in this show. Let's not talk yeah, about it. Yeah, but Utah, well, yeah, without Gobert and Mitchell Ingles, uh, unfortunately, with oh. a catastrophic ACL injury, kind of happened right in front of a uh, friend of the show, Jeff and I. Uh, that was That was tough, really awkward fall. Um, immediately you knew it immediately when he went down though i mean you it was one of those things where other players were looking like really upset you know so never good to see that unfortunately yeah out for the season uh hate to see that Uh, i think he's a really fun player uh Thankfully, it wasn't Jake Lehman standing next to him, or else they might have prosecuted Jake Lehman with the beef they've had yeah. this season between yeah. the two of them. I was happy it wasn't Jake doing it to him, but uh, yeah, that stinks. I mean, thankfully, I, I, he's kind of low on the rotation in terms of importance, so I don't think he cha- his injury changes the title odds for the Jazz too much, so I don't think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, now the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray in the playoffs. No, you know. It could have been a trade piece for them at the deadline. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer, but I was happy we got the win here just because, you know, yeah. it was close at some point, and I was like, oh, are we really going to lose? to the Jazz without their two best players. Nope, we took care of business. Yeah, they've been struggling in the last uh, you know, a few weeks without Gobert, but uh, Towns just put the I mean, Towns put the team on his back in the third quarter and scored 15 straight at the end of the quarter to really just put the game away. I mean, that was it. I mean, like you said, they were threatening, but uh, Towns is like, nope, nope, this is it. I mean, Towns they second. had Jermichael Jam- Green and, uh, or no, sorry, that was the Denver game. Yep. I'm trying to think on Utah, they were Rudy Gay. You know, like Rudy Gay and you know Hassan Whiteside did some some stuff to him, sure. but they they didn't have the beef to hang, hand, handle Towns. 
Uh, let's uh, also give a shout out to Towns here. Put some respect on my name. Remember that. Second career triple double. Oh, trip dub. Yeah, I didn't even know that until I got home. I was watching the game. I was like, okay. Uh, oh, they yeah. didn't do it in the arena. They no, didn't announce when he got it. Yeah. it. So I was like, huh. I mean, he he knew what his stats were. He was dishing it to Jaden like the ball was on fire. You know, yeah. he was just like, pass, 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 pass. Give me those ten. But hey, when you lead your team to victory, you can get a little. You can hunt for your triple double. You know, it's yeah. like you're only your second one in your career. It's not like you're Russell Westbrooking it out there. You know. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, so yeah, Wolves uh, defeat another divisional opponent on Tuesday, um, beating Denver at Target Center, one thirty to one fifteen. Tuesday, uh, February first day of Feb, and um, uh, we got to attend together. You and I, Scott, that was lots of fun. Oh yeah, we always uh, enjoy to watch Jokic. He's oh, so yeah. good. He was questionable, but then he was playing so good. Not good enough, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, they, obviously they're missing Porter and Murray, but it's mm. just like. You know, they've been getting lots of wins. They've been rolling wins. So it's not, I mean, they just d- decimated the Bucks earlier in the week. So it's not yeah. like it's, uh, you know, it's not like against the Jazz where we were beating a really undermanned team, you know, that had lost like 10 games in a row or something. So. Yeah, Den- Denver came in winning like five or six in a row. So, so they were on a win. good streak. Got to gotta take Great care of the win. division rivals. And, yeah, they're uh, ahead of you in the in the standings. Yeah. Both absolutely. of these teams are. So that was fun. Yeah, good to get them both. Jokic, good to see him. I mean, trying to think who else played well in that Denver game. For Denver um, or for us? Because it was a bench party. Yeah, for us. yeah, for us. But I mean, for Denver, like who was, you know, who was kind of filling in because, yeah, like you mentioned, without those other guys. Um, I Aaron guess, Gordon didn't do much. Yeah, Barton didn't do much. They had know? a good first quarter shooting the ball. But then after that, it was, uh, you know, kind of rough. So, you know, that's how it goes. Wolves keep uh, keep it going. You know, they're uh, they're rolling right now and, and feeling good heading into, you know, a softer part of their schedule. Detroit tonight, um, Detroit next game, two games against the Kings. I think a game against the Bulls and a game against the Pacers and the Bulls. Very injured, not very bad. injured right now. So, yeah, so that's a good could, time to be getting them. Could be a nice little stretch. Hopefully the Wolves can, uh, you know, get D'Angelo Russell back. You know, shin contusion or whatever it doesn't seem like a thing that should keep you out <laughs> more than a week, but I guess so. I mean, uh, I saw. Did, did you say the? I think you did the final record that five thirty eight predicted forty four and thirty eight. Yes, yeah. And I was like, wow, we have to get what six games over five hundred for that to be true. We've only been able to get one or two, but yeah. this would be the stretch to do it. That's you know, right. like this is where you make that. Hey, knock on wood, we could be getting blown out of Detroit right now, and that would really change our tune. But uh, <laughs> you know, no idea. Well, then you lock. This is the week where we get a couple games over five hundred. All right, let's move on to full court press. Here's the tip. All right. Speaking of uh, improving and uh, you know getting better, Wolves have uh, their offense has been on the rise. Scott, it just keeps going up, 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 up. Incredible to see. We it's like it. we made a New Year's resolution as a team. We're going to be good at offense because since yeah. January third, this is from Dane Moore. Everybody, check it out. Candace Hoopus is own good. Good one to follow. I think he talked about it on his most recent podcast as well. I haven't listened to it yet, but mm-hmm. I think he did. Mm-hmm. Since January third, the Timberwolves have been number one in overall offense, number one in half court offense. What? All of our blogging partners too. <laughs> you know, especially Candace. Like they, they've been there for a long time. The I just hit a random drop there. I was hoping it'd be something shocking, but uh, uh, <laughs> just because half court offense, come on, that's where we were terrible. Uh, number one in transition offense, number six in three point percentage, number one in three point volume, number two in mid range field goal percentage, uh, number 28 in mid range volume. That's good. We don't want to be high in mid range volume. Number 18 at the rim, number six in turnover percentage, number nine in free throw rate, number eight in offensive rebound percentage. Statistics are fun. Yeah, so that domination is, that has been, uh, you know, we mentioned kind of earlier in the show that the offensive rating for the year is now up to 11th. So 
that's huge. Um, and and you know that's kind of been the story of the season is 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 how good the defense has been um, in relation to the offense. So to see this come around is obviously huge. It was the other side. You know, it was kind of the weaker half of the Wolves. Uh, game and so really great to see this come around. You know, I think a lot of this is the the three point shots kind of going in. Um, you know, you mentioned in, in those stats that they're, they're number six in three point percentage since January third. That's a huge um, improvement. That's a huge improvement, but it's also you know it's good because that's kind of how the swings can come, and that's not like number one at least. You know, it's not like they're totally shooting out of <laughs> out of their league, right? At least they're number six. Like that's. That's not so, uh, you know, outlier-y, I guess, <laughs> right there. But, yeah, the shots are going in. Um, I think, you know, there wasn't really a um, stat to this necessarily, but it feels like the ball movement is better. Like, it's not like their assists are up necessarily in, in a big way, at least not a notable, like, top five kind of way. But um, it just feels like there's less uh, iso ball, and that's something we talked about earlier in the years of the Wolves, you know, kind of led the league in, in iso um, attempts and that kind of stuff. And, and um, you know, it seems like now a lot of those are, are turning into more passing opportunities and catch and shoots. It just seems like everything's been happening a little easier these days. Yeah, and, it, and it's been great because, like you know, we mentioned before, it's not like we've been super healthy either. So it's just yeah. kind of like I think a lot of it, honestly, has been the bench. You know, because um, the main guys are getting a little better. Um, we always hope Beasley would be a little better, but he, even he's slightly better than he has been. But yeah. guys like Jalen Nas has had a hot stretch. You know how how hot and cold Nas can be. Yeah, Obviously, Torian Prince, Jaden yeah. has been playing better. So all I think, guys are hitting shots. Yeah, other I, than Nas, like Nas is really just the only one that's his, his threes have been going down. Right, but it feels like everybody else's threes have been going up. So I think that, you know, I think it's been a lot from the bench in contribution. And like we said, injuries, these bench players start playing in the starting lineup a little bit. They're doing their thing. It's great to see because, I mean, it's good to be able to be successful in lots of different aspects because I've always been worried and I've expressed this worry on the pod this year that they'll figure us out. The scouting report will get out. They'll Mm, know what we're trying to do. And like, especially early in the season when all of our offense, like all of our offense was coming from offensive rebounds and turnovers. It was like, well, if a team figures out how to stop that, like Denver, that we had nine turnovers against, I mean, we turned Denver over nine times in the first half. Then they only had two turnovers for the rest of the game. So when that dries up, we can't just have our offense dry up. And so like now that we can score and transition and in half court, that we have different ways to do this. Then we're not so reliant on getting all of our offense from the defense. And also to, be awesome in offense without letting go of the rope on defense is also just huge because you know yeah. that was my thing at the beginning of the season I was like maybe we're not as good at offense as we expected to be because we're trying so much harder on defense and that takes energy from you from the other end of the court somehow we figured I, out how to balance those two again things. I think that's a depth thing you know what I mean like just like being able to have a rotation where you can kind of mix and match and have guys who have who continue to play hard you know, and, and kind of know their role and not, you know, just, oh, I got to be out here for a long time. I'm not going to give 100% or whatever. So I think it's a rotational thing, really. And just like being able to trust those guys to play better and, and, and all that. And I think it goes back to what we're saying, like for the COVID times, like Jalen Noel, like that's where he got his legs and yep. figured it out and things started going better. So I, I also think you think- can kind of trace a little bit back to that time and see that even though the Wolves went like one and five during that stretch, it was like these guys got some confidence. I think. And he's not the only one. A couple players came yeah. off uh, the COVID list and all of a sudden it was a brand new season for them. So that was very exciting. I also think that uh, I was going to say that this is the caveat that Wolves did this despite, but now knowing how they play, maybe it's because of 
being on the road all month. <laughs> you know, the Wolves only played four home been, games yeah, in January. The but reason. then again, the Wolves always play better on the road for some reason. So I was about to say, it's impressive we did this despite being on the road. But actually, maybe it's less impressive because we know the Timberwolves are somehow way better on the road than at home. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that is interesting that the like home and away you know, type of thing, um, you know, could be like that. I'm going to look up the NBA standings for, of course, when, for the uh, Wolves. While you do that, I will say when you are on the road the entire month and you're coming home for only one home game at a time, it's not really like you don't get the benefits of the homestand where you're going home into your bed to sleep every night when you're oh, just yeah. flying into town for one game and then flying out again. It might as well be a road game. So I, we should add that caveat to the fact that we haven't been great at home. Wolves are 15 and 10 at home and 11 and 15 away. So... Good. Um, pretty good, yeah. I mean, that's uh, you know to have double digit away wins. I guess you know that's if you look at the standings, it's that is kind of the tale of like all the teams that are better than us. Like they have a better away record than us, and all the teams yeah. that are worse than us they have worse away records. Wow, the Lakers have only won nine road games on the season. Oh, wow, nine and fifteen. Dang, yeah. So. Yeah, so Wolves playing well on the road and at home. Offense is coming around, and we'll see how, you know, I don't know. I guess it's it's to be seen how long that can hang on. You know, I doubt they'll be the number one offense the rest of the year, obviously, but I think the truth is kind of somewhere in the middle here, you know, kind of between, I mean, where they are right now, actually. Like 11th is about, I think, about right where they should be, right? Not number one, but not number 20. Number 11. Sure. <laughs> right there in the middle. There you go. It. All right, keep playing offense, Wolves. He's hitting up. That brings us to our next topic, which is a result of good offense, I would say, is Ooh. that our man, Carl Anthony Towns, back in the All-Star game where he belongs. He had a two-year hiatus because of some goofy stuff happening. You know, he had back-to-back All-Star game appearances, and then the whole Jimmy debacle and him being injured, and then the COVID season. He was just never right for about two seasons, so he did not make the All-Star game for two years, even though we all know when he's on the court, he's an All-Star player. And, uh, you know, it's uh, not up to fan votes this time, so uh, with all due respect to our homeboy Andrew Wiggins uh, <laughs> Towns on the roster deserves to be there we're excited for him to be there he's ba- he's back on the team with with, uh, with old friend Andrew Wiggins that's old, right the old uh, Call of Duty friends right or whatever they would play together yeah, some Call on- of Duty some online gaming but yeah Towns uh, Towns name to the all-star team uh, as a reserve alongside Devin Booker Luka Doncic Rudy Gobert Draymond Green Donovan Mitchell Chris Paul and uh, yeah himself Anthony uh, Carl Towns Draymond Green says he can't play because of injury, so already we're going to get one injury replacement. Now, is is it was Ant a front court player? Or was he was he listed as a guard? He's listed no, as he's a, guard. a guard. That's yeah. right. So we need need some guards to drop out here. But you don't necessarily need to replace a front court player with that's a guard right. necessarily. Yeah, they have like the wild card thing. So yeah, you could see that potentially. I'm not sure that. Anthony Edwards is like the next guy. I don't think so either, but I think he's in the he's probably in the next three guys. You know, yeah. if we get a couple more injuries, and you know how it is with the All Star game, people get injured all the time. Unless you're like Jimmy Butler, who's injured, goes to the All Star game and just sits on the bench the entire time. He did that when he was with the Wolves. Remember that? He didn't yeah. play a single minute. He was just like, ah, that's right. I want to be there on the bench, taking a spot from someone else. Yeah. So yeah, West guys. Who I mean, I feel like um, Dejounte Murray was getting a lot of buzz. Um, you know, he's like a West guard who's, who's not in, uh, I'm just trying to think of other guys who like might be on that bubble along with, uh, Anthony Edwards. If there was a, if there were to be, uh, you know, well, there's going to be at least one injury replacement. We know that. Um, but yeah, I think he's one. I mean, maybe like Memphis thinks, uh, I'm trying to think who they would think like, like a uh, Bane or something like that could be in the mix. I'm surprised Xavier um, Tillman didn't get on the Rising Stars. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Who yeah. are the biggest all-star snubs? I'm looking at ESPN. Drew Holiday. Well, that doesn't matter. Jared Allen. That doesn't matter. Let's talk about West Court or Western Conference West, snubs. Yeah. 
Uh, Mikael Bridges is one. He's with the Suns. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Plus, they have the best record in the league. Yeah, so, so they yeah. get a third. Uh, and uh, Deontay Murray from the Spurs is the other Western Conference player named in this ESPN article mm-hmm. about who the snubs are. So if you think, uh, you know, those two, and then maybe Ant is right around three, maybe four. So I could see it happening. There's a lot of injuries that could happen between now and then. But Yeah, I would think Bridges would get the nod just because the Suns have been so good. Um uh, so, so yeah, I think that, yeah, that would be the player they would choose first. But maybe if there's another one, he would get selected. That would be Ooh, my guess. Anthony uh, Anthony Davis did not make it. Oh, Shea Gilgis Alexander also did not make it. So he's injured though. Yeah, so I don't think he could play even if he was named, even if he's more deserving. So yeah, that's we'll interesting. So, yeah, Anthony Carl, Davis, I could see having a good couple of weeks and then getting in there as an injury replacement. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. Now is this Carl's third All Star game? Yeah, actually, so. I've got this yeah. right here. Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say Towns joins Kevin Garnett ten times and Kevin Love three times as the only players in Timberwolves history to be named an All Star three or more times. Wow. Uh, it says we're here the seven zero forward. He's not seven. He's not seven feet. He's six eleven, right? Seven zero. Anyways, the seven zero forward slash center finished eleven points and three rebounds in eleven minutes for Team LeBron in 2019. And then the next year he was on Team Curry, scored 17 points and a game high tying 10 rebounds. So he went from 11 and three to 17 and 10. Hopefully he can bump those numbers up and we get MVP or something like that. But yep, he's played two once for LeBron, once for Curry. We'll see who drafts him this year. It's Team LeBron and Team uh, Durant, right? That's right. Yeah. Even if Durant's not going to play, he's still going to draft yeah. that team. Yeah. Uh, also, Carl is the only player in the NBA this season to average 20 plus points while shooting 58 percent or better from the field and 40 percent or more from three point range. He's currently tied for 15th in scoring, 14th in rebounding. 19th in field goal percentage and 19th in three-point percentage. So pretty good stats from Cat. Once again, since COVID returned, it says here he's averaging 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 4.7 assists per game. Nice. Pretty solid numbers there, Cat. So excited to see Cat in the All-Star game. Maybe we'll see Ant. If not this year, next year, I feel like it could really be Ant's year. He's there. He's right there on the precipice. So Timberwolves back in the All-Star game, Neil. Woo! He's on fire! All right, and as we mentioned, uh, Anthony Edwards and, uh, you know, uh, Mr. McDaniels, Jaden McDaniels, will be in the Rising Stars Challenge, the the former rookie sophomore game. Um, now it's called Rising Stars Challenge. Excuse Scott. me, the Clorox Rising Clorox. Stars Challenge. Wow, Clorox getting in on it. Um, you know, Scott, you, you uh, gave your wolfie to the new... The new setup there for the Rising Stars Challenge, um, you know, so they got twelve rookies, they got twelve sophomores, four uh, G, G League, League players Ignite. from the Ignite team, and uh, they'll all mix it up into four different teams. And yep. this uh, is going to be three games played, uh, you know, so it's kind of a little bit of a tournament a bracket. Yeah. Each game will be played to a final target score, meaning the game will end with a made basket or a made free throw instead of the clock. Yeah, I had that wrong. Out. See, I thought it was Elam ending like the ending of the real All Star game, but instead. It's a target, like, get to 50. Yes. So that's what it's first to 50. <laughs> I so feel like that game's going to be over in, like, six minutes. Right. Uh, in the I mean, mi- they, did, they have three to play, so right. it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. In the mini tournament, Team A will face Team B in the first semifinal. Team C will play Team D in the second semifinal, and the winners will play each other in the final. Yeah, that's uh, The great. competition will consist of a race to 75 points in honor of the NBA's landmark 75th anniversary. Nice. Neil, I got a Trivial Pursuit question right uh, the other week, it was uh, what anniversary is the diamond anniversary? And I said, thank Ooh, you, NBA. Yeah. There's two different ones, actually. I think it's 60 and 75. But hey, I got oh. the 75. That's all I needed to get that 60. Trivial Pursuit question correct. So There you go. Thank but, you, NBA. Um, so yeah, I believe there'll be like a draft to oh, split, man. split up these teams. With, I think like, the coaches of each of these teams, which are like NBA legends or something like that, like 75 years guys, like they'll be coaching each of these four teams. And I think that's how they pick from the from the grouping. 
Um, These here. games are going to go really fast. I just saw this rule, Neil. Yeah. The semifinal games will be played to a final target score of 50. The final game will be played to a final target score of 25. Oh, okay. For a total of 75 points across the semi. That final is going to go so fast. 25? You know how fast LaMelo and Ant can get those those points? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to be like a 15-minute game. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll, yeah, I think the first two games, yeah, it'll be like 15, 20 minutes, and I think that, second, that final game will be Let's like Let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> that's going to be chaos. I yeah. fuck. I, I, I love that. I can't wait. All right, so we have um, a pool of 24 players to choose from. Um, my next question, though, is like where do you think Edwards gets drafted? One or two. McDaniels. You know, he's probably one of the last guys picked, if we're being honest here, Um, especially as a guy mostly known for their defense in uh, what is a no-defense game. So, yeah, so you think Ant is one or two, huh? Um, I would say, because here's my thing, Ant can fill it up. You know, if you're going to get 25 points, Ant could have that in just like a good stretch, you know? Yeah, he's probably the I will say, though, with this type of game, a lot no defense, full court, you know, just running up and down. We've seen these games in the past where it's just full court alley-oops for like 10 minutes straight. I think in this kind of game, you might want to have LaMelo with your number one pick because that's the kind of guy, like I said, who's going to be grabbing rebounds and just tossing full court uh, wide open breakaways to his guys. This is yeah. like that kind of lawless game where if you have one point guard who can kind of put the ball anywhere on the court he wants, I feel like it's sacrilege to say, but I think I would pick LaMelo number one. But then yep. Ant is number two with a bullet. I think there's, I would there's no doubt. There's no one close to Ant for number two. Yeah, I think I'm not even sure who's in the range of those of those first two guys. I mean, like, I, think I think I can see right. Mobley going. Like Mobley will go high, but it's just one of those uh, defense things. Defense you know? guy. Well, he's pretty good on offense too. So, but yeah, but Cole yeah, Anthony might be guards. really good. Yeah, I think uh, Maxi will be up there. Mm, good call, um, Anthony. Yeah, and then maybe I think Cade Cunningham. Actually, Cade will probably go third. He's injured though right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he's out on those Wolves game that we're. Recording during um, and the and the Rising Stars game is two weeks from Saturday on the nineteenth. I tried to get um, uh, Desmond Bain on my team. I feel like he's good for some yeah, outside scoring. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the Rising Stars challenge presented by Clorox. <laughs> Unclog the lane. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and uh, we hope that uh, you know we get. Uh, I hope Ann gets picked one. We'll but, see. Well, maybe yeah. maybe we should do a draft on future weeks. Maybe we should get two other people in here. Get like Robert yeah. or someone else in here, and then we can do a four way. <laughs> draft for our rising star team that has no like results and then maybe we'll maybe well we have we could also draft the all-star teams just for fun it could be fun yeah it could be we'll it see if we be. have enough to talk about or not absolutely all right that does it for full court press time to talk sponsor scott we have to pay the bills this is how we make money on this show so listen up as we get to our latest sponsor thanks to bally sports north broadcaster dave benz Timberwolves fans have had their heads filled with facts about the world of ants. Small but mighty creatures that possess incredible strength and are known for their colonies full of hardworking insects. Contrary to popular belief, the most important ant is not the queen ant, but rather the ant. That's A-U-N-T, ant. Ever since being given the nickname of ant, young Anthony Edwards has taken a liking to the bug that shares his moniker, Through extensive research and years of scrupulous cultivation, Edwards has created a system to help improve ant colonies everywhere. Ants Ant Ants is now ready to be rolled out worldwide. Here's how it works. Ants Ant Ants has accumulated and bred thousands of the most important ants in any colony, the Ant Ant. These beautiful bugs are then hand-delivered by NBA star Anthony Edwards to the most in-need colonies around the world. Ants are great at giving hugs, gifts, and assisting young insects as they grow up. This is also true in the ant colony. Simply put, plant an ant, and fewer ants say can't. 
Thank you to Ants and Ants for their support of Volscast. Up next, time for Target Center Food Review. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Boy, haven't heard that sound in a little bit, that little buzzer. Welcome to Target Center Food Reviews. So good to go to Target Center and be a little hungry. So my second game of the season, I'm probably the one who's pulling it back. But also, they didn't have a lot of new food. They've kind of been introducing it as the season goes on. Yeah, there there has not been, um, you know, a whole, you know, refresh of all the foods uh, over the last few years. Of course, we are, uh, you know, living in times where... There hasn't been fans at games and stuff. Didn't need to work too hard on the in-arena experience last season is what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. So excited to have some new food options, especially with some of the ones we had this year. Uh, spoiler alert, one of them I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> Actually, two of them. We got some good stuff going on. Where do you want to start, Neil? Well, I think... Start uh, with the highlight. Should we do them chronologically in the order we ate them? Let's go chronologically here. All right. Well, it. we're going to get started with Soul Bowl. Which is, uh, I think there's a North Loop location when I looked it up. Uh, yeah, yep, there's one uh, right in Minneapolis, uh, Soul Bowl, uh, in, in the North Loop, as you said. So, you know, both of these places, uh, both Soul Bowl and uh, Nashville Coop Hot Chicken, they have uh, brick and mortar situations uh, here in the Twin Cities, which we like to see. So we opted not to go with the Jambalaya, Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Bowl. We went with the Jerk Chicken Bowl instead. It's got uh-huh. chicken, rice, pineapple, plantain. Mm-hmm. They did not advertise the plantain on the menu. I read the menu. I was like, I'll do the jerk chicken. Then they gave me a bowl and had plantains in it. I was like, ooh, you're going to give me some fried plantains and not even tell me? What a surprise. Because we split up to like divide and conquer and get this food and bring it back to dine together. And I, if I would have seen plantain on the jerk chicken entree option, I would have said, you have to get that. Oh, yeah. But instead, I said, jerk chicken or jambalaya, both sound good. Get whatever. And when I ordered it, I will say they said, you want extra jerk sauce? I said, yes. <laughs> Cost nothing. Just, you know, just let you know, we had the extra jerk sauce. Really great call, I think, because, yeah. man, that jerk sauce was really flavorful. I think that the jerk sauce on the plantain gave the plantain this, like, smoky barbecue flavor that was just, like, dynamite. Yeah, we loved that. We loved that, uh, yeah, that smoky kind of vibe that was going on there. Just something you can just totally mix all together here and, uh, you know, really get a nice, you know, that's what you want in a bowl. You want you want it to be, you know, not like separate areas. You want it to be an entire, um, you know, it's all collaborating together. Now, did you mention the pineapple, Scott? Because, no, I haven't yet. You know, there's, a, there's a grilled pineapple on here also. And, you know, for, you know, jerk, the jerk sauce was... Um, very good, but it wasn't like it's like everywhere, right? It's kind of minimal. It's it's you're not it, like scooping up a spoonful of sauce at yeah, the end of your dish. It gets yeah. absorbed. It's into more of the like bowl. a rub slash like you know it's a between a rub and a sauce. So the pineapple is actually very important as a as a way to bring some moisture into the picture, especially with that rice. It can um, you know one of our one of our minuses on this. It was a little, little bit dry in the mouth on the on that rice on that uh, what they call it. Uh, it's uh, yellow coconut, rice, coconut rice oh, is what they're calling okay. it here. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, no, I, I was uh, I was very pleasantly surprised with this. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a good amount of spice. It wasn't it was so much because you know here's the thing, uh, Neil, you're you're resourceful. You carry a water bottle with you, but. <laughs> 
You know, the dish, this is the biggest detractor, $18. It's a little bit much for a dish, you know, but if you're going to be paying that much, you want something really flavorful. So I think this met that criteria. But $18, maybe you're not buying a drink to go with it, you know, (laughs) maybe you're eating it dry, in which case you don't want it to be so spicy that you're like, oh, man, I wish I got something to cool down the spice. It was definitely gave you that kick. Like it gave you the the feeling of spice without it being like, oh, my nose is running. Oh, this is uncomfortable. How am I going to eat the rest of this without something to drink? It wasn't like that kind of spice. It was a very good level of spice where you feel it in the mouth, but not necessarily in the sinuses. Yeah, I'm a spice adverse person, and I could definitely handle this. Like, enjoyed what I felt, but yeah, like you're saying, it didn't like ruin the first half for me or something like that. Like, wasn't thinking about it after the fact. So that's good. So I mean, we really love the Soul Bowl. It was definitely you know our favorite item. Of, I think of like, what we're talking about today. It's, it's probably my second favorite food item on the menu in the Target Center right now. I would say like if I'm not feeling like a cheeseburger, if I don't feel like a parlor burger on any yeah. given night, this would be my backup. Yeah, and that's with the caveat of the the, the FEMA's test kitchen is is always very good, but it by definition it rotates every right. game, so yeah. you can't necessarily recommend it because what if that night's off or whatever? But always walk always, by just to see. What always it is on look. The menu. It's on yeah. the it's on the mobile order menu too, so you can get a look at what you know. We, we were there for the lunar um, New Year night, and they had like a, some sort of like tiger chicken like kind of thing. So they were in theme for the for the lunar New Year. So Still one of the it. coolest things they do at the Target Center. Yeah. More of that, please. We love the rotating food, the chef, you know, kind of aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. But uh, yeah, Soul Bowl is a great, a great addition. Highly recommended. The only thing, like I said, the only knock on this for me was uh, the price tag. But Bit otherwise, pricey. terrific. But they're not. It's, um, you know, we shared it. But, you know, it's definitely I think for one person, it's a good a good amount. But yeah, I mean, we're, we are creep. We are in the era now where it's like, yep, a big entree. If you're not just getting basic chicken fingers or whatever, you know, you're going to be in that like 15 to 18 kind of range. So and this is something where like if I didn't have dinner and I went and I ate it, I wouldn't be full, but I wouldn't be like now I'm still starving you know like yeah. it's definitely gonna quench your hunger it's it's not necessarily gonna like fill you up but if you want to get full for 18 dollars, then yeah go buy four orders of chicken fingers or something like that yes right? and uh, soul or bowl. better yet go to mcdonald's before the game that's right yeah go do that you pay three dollars um soul bowl is located um outside section 106 so it's uh right there right next to one 101 on the one end zone right there so very easily located um right there for you uh, also okay. i just walked up and bought it so I yes. had previously complained about mobile ordering. They did not make me do that. Thank you, Target yeah. Center. Yeah, and then our buddy Jeff tried to, and it wasn't even like listed. So I think they have mobile order, but they have both going on there. So you can do both there. But um, all right, so that, that was the first one, Soul Bowl. And then we also wanted to check out uh, Nashville Coop. Uh, Nashville Coop Hot Chicken right here. They have uh, you know Twin City location in, uh, in St. Paul. Kind of by McAllister University, right on Snelling University, mm. and uh, I'm not sure how long they've been around. Snelling but, uh, Avenue, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, Snelling University. But um, I got you my know, degree at Snelling University. Snelling University, but uh, you know now they have uh, also, of course, uh, uh, you know a location at Targetson. Oh, you didn't notice? You didn't tell me that? Oh yeah. BIPOC uh, owned partners, both Sobol and Nashville, are uh, you know owned by. Yeah. Now is is this black? Uh, what's Bi- BIPOC stands for? Black. I'm trying to see what it is. Um, pe- per- person- black Indigenous People of Color. Okay, there you go. Owned partners. I see. So that's uh, that's who owns these businesses. So that's always good to see. Yeah, awesome. Got that right gotta, there in the first paragraph on the press press release right there. Press release. So yeah, Nashville um, Coop uh, on here on the press release. It says serves authentic Nashville style hot chicken three ways, including chicken strips. And as a sandwich 
or um, uh, or on a slice of Texas toast. So there you go. So. Um, you know, this was something that we got the chicken sandwich and we got the mac and cheese as a side here. And, um, you know, starting with the sandwich here, first of all, we got to say this is a very large sandwich. This is um, a very wide yet thin, um, you know, piece of chicken here. That was kind of the first thing that bigger than the really bun. hit me. Yeah, yeah. This thing is is uh, yeah the, is overlapping the bun. It's usually a good sign when like the the chicken shape doesn't conform to a bun size. When you when you see a perfectly <laughs> circular <laughs> piece of chicken, you're like, hmm. Well, this is like here's your chicken patty. It doesn't matter if it fits the bun. You're giving you you know some chicken here. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I really uh, you know I I liked uh, I like this sandwich on on a basic level. Because because you know, I really like the the big you know again for what was probably eighteen bucks or something like that. Huge chicken breast, um, you know, really good quality bun. I also liked how um, crispy the chicken was. You know, really really nice piece of meat there, crispy, juicy on the inside. But um, the flavor, Scott, left us left us uh, wanting more. Yeah, I was gonna let you go on the chicken because I was not a huge fan of the chicken. I think it I just it had some positive, but when it came to obviously like taste is a big part of it. But I think if you're looking for chicken and you want a sandwich, this will satisfy you. That's the best thing I can say about it. I think that one, we live in an era of chicken sandwich wars. Ever since Popeye oh, yeah. stole the scene with their chicken sandwich, everyone's been trying to make their own. Now, I told you in the arena, Neil, I felt like this and chicken sandwich rankings below Popeyes. I'd put it below Burger King, the chicken, chicken. I would put it above McDonald's chicken sandwiches there. So hopefully that will give you, you know, regardless Mm -hmm. of where you are, you could probably go to your fast food options and kind of get a sampling so you can get an idea of where this ranks. I felt like the chicken itself needs some spice. There was just not, and I don't mean spiciness because there was a hot option that we did not get. We went with the, what was it? The Minnesota spice level. Yeah. It's right here. Two sauce levels. And I feel like this might've been where we went wrong. We went with the MN nice, which is no heat. And then the other option is clucking hot. Described as 24-hour pain. So maybe they could have put an option in the middle then. <laughs> Neither, yeah. <laughs> because like I like hot chicken, but like I also went to Revival and had hot chicken, and I couldn't even finish because I was it just drained my sinuses. <laughs> well, like yeah. I was going through all their cloth napkins. I was like, Revival, please just give me some paper towels. And we just got done saying that we don't want that kind of thing while right, we're trying exactly. to enjoy a basketball game. So, so. I, I understand with where you went if those are the two options, 24-hour pain or nothing. <laughs> I get we it. We went with nothing, and then but we, then it we're was complaining just, about the taste. There, yeah. there was just no flavor in this chicken breast. It was like, it's satisfying in the sense that it gives you that umami, it gives you that kind of fullness when you're eating it, but there's just no spices in the chicken. Very bland. Yeah. And it comes with this sauce, so much sauce, by the way. Neil, you were like, what the... What did you do, Scott? You just dumped all the sauce on our sandwich because they gave you so much sauce. And it's good for texture, but I just couldn't place. Like, if you ask me what flavor that sauce was, I couldn't tell you because it wasn't a very flavorful sauce either. It was good to make the chicken more moist and, you know, give yep. it a little bit of texture. Tanginess, yeah, yeah, exactly. But there, I couldn't put the flavor. There's like a flavorless sauce on a flavorless piece of chicken. It's kind of like, mm, you yeah. know. A little bland. They're, they describe it here. Even in the press release, they say their custom homemade coop sauce. And it's just like, that's not a flavor. Like, it didn't even say in the I thing. I couldn't place like, it. I could not. A, I was trying to be like, what kind of sauce is this? I it's like figure uh, it out. It's kind, kind of, of pale in color, kind of like a pinkish pale. So it's like an aioli of sorts. Oh, and but, this was my problem with the sauce, too, is it was so thin. 
You know, it mm. just was viscous. Like, it ran all off the sandwich. That's you know? why you kept pouring it on. It was right. so thin. It, it just ran off the sandwich. <laughs> Even in your mouth, you couldn't get much flavor out of it because it was such a thin sauce. And there was no Although kind it, of it creaminess telling, to though, it. That, like, you Because, know, yeah, we looked at it, and it was really more for mess purposes. I was like, this is way too much sauce. But, like, okay, in that situation, you would think that the sauce flavor would be overflowing in our mouths. But even with the seemingly unlimited amount of sauce that was on the sandwich, we did not get, you know, any sort of distinct flavorings from that. Right. We were saying we could use a little garlic, a little, you know, um, you know, maybe like a little buffalo or I don't know what it would be. Any sort of distinctive flavor. It, it's just it's not bad. It's just not really anything <laughs> other than, you know, moisture, like you're saying. Maybe if I was adventurous, I go to another game this season. Maybe I'll try the, the super hot. The super hot. Fucking hot. <laughs> maybe the level of heat unlocks the flavors in the sauce. You know, I could definitely see that being the case. But as it is, the Minnesota nice version of this chicken sandwich is nothing to write home about. Like I said, even Burger King has a better one. All right. But we did have um, there was some redeeming qualities of uh, Nashville Coop um, hot chicken. And that was the mac and cheese. The side, Scott. We mm. really uh, we really enjoyed that. Yes. I was a huge fan of the mac and cheese. We've had lots of mac and cheese at the Target Center over the years. And most of the time it's like whether it's on top of our burger, we've had that. There's been so many different mac and cheese options. And they're Famous usually Dave's had a, had a location there. Well, that's a barbecue kind of stuff. Was, and uh, it, it was always felt like it was arena quality mac and cheese. Like, you know, it's just like nothing special. It's yeah, just kind of nacho. like you're very generic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Very generic mac and cheese. This felt like a special restaurant quality mac and cheese. This felt like a mac and cheese you couldn't get, you know, necessarily in the arena anywhere. It was definitely a step above. It felt like, oh, this is restaurant quality mac and cheese. I love the sauce. So creamy. Like when, Super creamy. When we got done with the mac and cheese, we still had sauce in the bowl and it was like kind of a mixture between like a beer cheese soup or almost like a queso sauce. It was so thick and creamy. It was delicious even without noodles. Yeah, and there was something of a finishing taste to it that we couldn't quite put our put our fingers on as far yeah. as what it was because you kind of got the initial taste of normal mac and cheese, but then it finished with something that was a little different. It made me think it was a different kind of cheese. Maybe I feel like they would have told us there was multiple cheeses in there. Yeah, we we, we noted we noted or, or maybe picked up a little bit of smoky taste there. So I, I was thinking, know. yeah, we were talking maybe hints of jalapeno. I think what it was was probably yeah. a smoky gouda that was sure, in the sure, mix. Sure. I'm guessing yeah. that's what it was. It definitely had that kind of flavor. Which once again, once again, there's depths uh, flavor into the cheese sauce, you know. And I was also a big fan of the noodles. Very long, thin, soft noodles, like not your kind of like short al dente. Actually, I don't know what al dente means. If that means harder or something. that means harder. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like yeah, man. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have undercut my myself i would have sounded like a legit food reviewer <laughs> al dente noodles but you know i know sometimes you get those hard short little macaroni noodles these were really long and but it was, still tubular like they weren't yeah. they weren't like linguine or something yeah like it wasn't like were, low main or anything they, they were essentially like kind of like jumbo like elbow macaroni i guess you would say yeah they, they didn't even have that kind of like elbow shape it was like it stretched out it yeah it was great like big fan of the noodles very soft uh went really well with the cheese sauce and uh, very impressed by the mac and cheese uh, i don't know how much it cost as a side order but it was definitely like something i'd imagine it wasn't you know 15 bucks or anything no, so i think it was like five. Oh, yeah. that's a great that is a great snack option that at the target center because you're getting at five dollars you're getting like stadium nachos you're getting like stadium popcorn stuff that you know what it tastes like because it's the same at every arena yeah yeah, yeah. this for five dollars it was a great snack it's not a full meal size but it was also not a negligible amount like we shared it and i was very happy with my portion yeah if you're gonna share just get a sandwich and and a side and you should be good to go so yeah absolutely mac and cheese cannot recommend it enough a huge fan of it and uh, maybe uh, the trick for the chicken sandwich is to get the 24-hour pain version. Yeah, it also comes with some pickles on the side, um, so you maybe you could add those in there. That's the sandwich. Add, the yeah, the, the sandwich does. You so, don't like pickles. I put them in there. Didn't make a much of a difference, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but like you said, you can also get the chicken strips and uh, I didn't see the the butter or the um, te- 
Texas Toast. That one. sounds interesting to me. Maybe yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, maybe that's not available anymore. I'm not really sure. But um, they were really busy when you were there. You had order and then go to our seats, and then later they let you know when it was ready. That's they were so the other busy. big knock against Nashville Coop is they are up in 224. It is now. It depends on what side of the arena you're sitting on because now there is the staircase that goes up on the backside. Thankfully, yeah. Um, so it's not like you have to go all the way to 101, go up the escalator, and then walk around the backside of the arena. It depends on where you're sitting. Maybe that won't be that far for you, but it's upstairs. It's only outside 224. Um, you have to mobile order, and it is so busy. When I went up there probably 10 minutes before tip-off, there was like 25 people all just like hanging out with their phones out waiting for their number to be called up. So I think it's a good process. I just ordered you know, too late, and, and I didn't get – but thankfully, they have a nice system where they'll send you a text message when it's done and stuff like that. So you do have to mobile order. Um, so do so um, maybe 20, 30 minutes before tip instead if you want it before tip or you know maybe do it uh, you know at the beginning of the second quarter so you can go pick it up at halftime or something like that. So that's the other wrinkle with, uh, with Nashville – coop as well as it's a uh, mobile order only and you have to uh, go way up there and pick it up and, and stuff like that so so yeah two um two very good um you know even though we didn't care necessarily for the the coop sandwich quite so much i think having you know all, we always welcome new additions to target center new things to try especially local businesses uh you know black indigenous uh you know colored people like that is people of color that's that's great. So we can't really knock this overall, even though we prefer the Soul Bowl to the Nashville Coop. And I will say, like, I've had chicken sandwiches in the Target Center before this year, and they were below McDonald's quality. So <laughs> I don't want it to seem like I'm insulting it, calling it below yeah. Burger King quality. But, like, the McDonald's chicken sandwich is way better than previous years of Target Center's chicken sandwich. It's more like your cafeteria-style sandwich. This is definitely, like I said, a step above. It just, uh, you know, maybe you need to get that spice. Yeah, so uh, go check out that food. It'll be available for the rest of the year here. And, um, yeah, I think this is probably the only time we do this segment because I don't know of any other new food um, that they have at Target Center. Usually we only do it, like, twice a year. So, And I don't know if we've done this segment in, like, three years yeah, or something because of, of COVID. Yeah. Of COVID so. It's been a while. We can yeah. probably look it up. <laughs> we'll look it up and let you know. But, yeah, you get to hear that, that, that um, you know, that segment theme music uh, one time here this season. But, yeah, if you get to Target Center, go try out Soul Bowl. We, we recommend that a lot. So go grab that. All right. Moving onwards, it's time for Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. All right, Wolfie time here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna give away some trophies. We got trophies here. We got them all polished, and uh, they're ready to go in the mail. And uh, I gotta give a shout out, a weekly Wolfie to another Timberwolves podcast, Scott. Um, and uh, it is uh, it's it's something that you know it's 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 sort of a podcast. It's a podcast because you can subscribe to it and download it in your podcast app of choice. But it's also kind of just like a talk radio show that I didn't know about before this. It's called Life in the Pack, and it's an interview show um, with WCCO's Henry Lake. I'm not sure exactly what he hosts or when or whatever. I don't really listen to proper radio, terrestrial radio, but this is cool. It kind of reminds me of Wolves Plus with uh, with Marty Gellner because um, they have some of the same guests. There's only five episodes so far, and it's like Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez and Latrell Sprewell and Chris Finch. Um, the newest one, though, uh, is, is with D- Doug West, and I really enjoyed it because it kind of, um, I don't know, something that we try and do on this show is 
look back into the history of the Timberwolves and talk about some of these guys and stuff like that. So, um, you know, good to kind of have someone else do that and to get back in the history and have Doug West tell stories about being on the team and everything. So, um, you know, I, I hope they keep doing the show. Henry Lake knows his stuff and, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's really cool, and it, uh, again, it's 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 nice. Even though, again, like I said, you know, maybe Wolves Plus kind of already does this, but they only do what seven episodes a season. Like they they stop. It's not like a yeah. big year round thing or anything like that. So, um, so it's it's good to have a different kind of format show. You know, in the Wolves podcast world, and uh, yeah, so check out the episode. Uh, the only one I've listened to is the one with Doug West. I'm sure the other one's good. It's like half hour, so kind of short. It's not some deep dive either. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it, and. Uh, um, I think you will too, as a Timberwolves fan. So we'll link to that in the show notes. If you can find the photo of me and my free Doug West jersey standing <laughs> next to the Doug West coming out, it was like a yes. Pepsi, Pepsi branded free Doug West oh. jersey. As a kid, we should put it as the show photo because that's how my first introduction was the free Doug West jerseys we got when we went to the game as kids. Yeah. There's only two Timberwolves who have played more games for the Timberwolves than Whoa, Doug West. Oh, that's right. You know K- one of them, Neil. Actually, you know them both. KG but. and Mitchell? That's or, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, at 609 games, the next closest Timberwolf to Doug West is Gorky Jane with 400. 98. So over a hundred games separate Gosh. Doug West from fourth place with Gorgie Jane. Gorgie. So yeah, Doug West, it was here for the pre-KG years, the kind of unnotable years, but he was yep. the Timberwolf before the franchise really kicked into high gear with Kevin Garnett. So love to see Doug West recognized. Love to see him on the podcast in the stadium. Uh, give us more Doug West. Uh, yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. Scott, who is your uh, winner of uh, Weekly Wolfies this week? I want to give a shout out. Uh, thankfully, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm saying thankfully January's done. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a long, cold month. It's, it's, I've always said it goes fast for me, though, because Meg's birthday is at the end of the month. So I'm always just like, man, time's flying. I need to get a gift. It's at the beginning of the month. Exactly. It's a crazy month. Uh, but we also had Mike Nori on the halftime interviews. He's a lot better this month than he was. I think he's getting better at his shtick. I like it. But uh, he also is on Wolves Plus that you should go check out. But yeah, yeah. I just want to give a shout out. This is the best entertainment that the Wolves are producing right now. And that is Anthony Edwards post game interviews. They put him on. <laughs> like, I've never had this meal where I it's like must watch viewing for me. They put the YouTube post-game. clip up post game. I if there's an ant one, I always watch the ant one. What do you say? And you never know what he's gonna what kind of gems because like they did the quote where he was like, "No team in the league wants to see us," you know. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, "That's yeah. the poll quote." The poll quote for me though, this is after the Utah game was when they asked him about uh, Jokic mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, number 15, yeah, he's pretty." And as he's as he's standing up to walk off the table and leave the interview, someone's just like, "So you just call him numbers now instead of names?" He goes, "Yeah, no names, just numbers." As he's walking away, it was just a throwaway line as he walked away, but it was my favorite quote from the interview. So once again, even just the throwaway, I'm walking away from the table, shrug off lines from Ant are just gold, just gems. So uh, they make them really easy to watch. They're on the Timberwolves YouTube. It's like, you know, just like four or five minute video clip and... (sighs) I don't do it for everyone. I don't do it for Cat. I don't do it for... I mean, I'll watch some Cat ones. Yeah, I'll watch no, sometimes, you know, if I'm in the I field. Never, and- I never watch any player. Like, for me, it's like the coach brings the gold. Like, whether that's Lynx, uh, obviously with Cheryl, but then, like, coaches, just in any... T- like, I feel like you actually get strategy, like, sort of ideas from them. Whereas, like, players... They have too much to like, a lot of protect. times. It's your cliches is you get. Yeah, Towns is kind of. I mean, Towns does do some ridiculous. You know, he does do some fun stuff, but like it is all very eye rolly. And Anthony is the is the you know he's the sort of you know the, the he's the real deal. That. Yeah, he's a genuine yeah. ticket. Yeah, so that's why you got to watch that. So for sure, that that's a good one. And uh, you and know. who knows how long he'll keep that attitude? Sometimes players, as yes. the longer they get in the league, the more they realize it's in their best interest to protect their answers. That's why Cat gives the cliches. He's been in the league long. 
long enough to know that cliches don't get you in trouble. So uh, it's only a matter of time before Ant says the wrong thing and creates a controversy, and then he's never this genuine with us again. So enjoy it while you can. I wonder folks. what that's gonna be. It's gonna be so interesting here. Like, where's, where's the thing that like it's gonna Ant be something stupid, like where like Ant says democracy in China is a good thing. It's gonna be something <laughs> dumb like that, where it's gonna oh, be like you no. can't you can't be pro democracy, Ant. Not when it comes to China. Come on. <laughs> It's gonna be something like that. Uh, yeah, there's gonna yeah, there's gonna be some moment where Ant realizes that he can't just say anything, and everyone will be delighted endlessly. Yeah, as long as he keeps it to himself, though, it's fine. You know, I think I think either way, it's it's gold. It's the best uh, Tim Rolls entertainment. It's even better than the games itself. I love it. Yeah, check out uh, yeah, check out those post game interviews with Anthony Edwards. He's got gems, Black Jesus. He's he he's uh he's he's figured it out. You know, he's figured out what's what's like say. Black Jesus. <laughs> that's right there we go alright that's Weekly Wolfie and that was even the best quote from that yeah. interview the Black Jesus interview yeah, he had some other great stuff with Edwards it was great a, I mean with D'Lo he was standing next line. to D'Lo this is an extra line he had talk to around. it when he was like I'm gonna be MVP next year D'Lo talk to it it's like his coach love it it's like his, his like presser coach yeah great <laughs> nice well that does it for Weekly Wolfie Scott let's uh, let's uh, put a bow on this podcast with a with a fun game Game time right Statistics here. are fun. What kind of uh, challenge do you have? Games have me? been a little stat heavy lately. Maybe next week I'll make it all about feelings, you know? Sometimes like two twos and a lie where there, it doesn't seem like there's a correct answer, but I have correct answer. Something yeah. subjective like that, but we got another stat heavy game for you today, Neil. Oh boy. Inspired by two Timberwolves, Mr. Torian Prince, Mr. Jaden McDaniels. Torian almost got my weekly wolfie because, man, what a performance last night. His best of the season. Career high. But I knew I was going to get... Career high or season high? I don't know. Uh, it's definitely a season high. I'm yeah. not sure about career. I think he's probably had some better games in his career. Um, I was almost going to look that up, but... Uh, two Timberwolves had their best games of the season this past week. Jaden McDaniels against Utah had 22 points, perfect from the field, 9 of 9, 3 of 3 from 3, made his only free throw, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, so not a lot of the side stats, but Jaden going perfect from the field with 22 points, got some love for that. Torian Prince last night, two nights ago, whatever, whenever you're listening to this, it doesn't matter. It was against the Denver. <laughs> Denver, yeah. Torian Prince, 23 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 6 of 9, 1 of 2 from free throw, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, filling up the stat sheet, Torian. Wowee. Just, uh, you know, it was great to see him come through like that. So Marlin. That's their best games of the year, Neil. I'm going to give you a couple other Timberwolves stat lines of each player's best game. I'll give you the stat line, you name the player, okay? Ooh, and it's from this season. It's from this season, okay. best games of the season. All right. All right, this player, and also I'll give you a bonus point, Neil, if you can tell me what game it was. You don't have to name, like, it was this meeting no, on this opponent. day. Just tell me the opponent, yeah. and then you'll get a bonus point for that. Okay, okay. All right? So our first player is, uh, let me see, where's the yes and no? There we go. All right, our first player, the uh, the stat line, 48 points, 16 to 27, shooting 7 to 13 from 3, 9 to 12 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Which Timberwolves player scored 48 points in a game this season? Ooh, I think it was Anthony Edwards. Was it, um... Uh, at Golden State? Bonus point, Neil. You got it. There we That's go. our November 10th matchup against Golden State in San Francisco, in the Bay. And going for 48. They did 50 last year, right? Yeah. 9 to 12, though, from the free throw line. You got to love that for yeah, man. Yeah, 7 yeah. to 13 from three. All right. Let's go on to our next player, Neil. 33 points. 13 of 25 from the field. 7 of 16 from three. Six rebounds, one assist, one steal. Best game of the season for who? Oh, I'm between D'Lo and um, and Beasley. 33 points. I don't think Beasley's got up to 33, so I'll say D'Angelo Russell, please. 
Ooh, and I have no idea on the guess since I couldn't even get the player rights. That's right. It was Malik. Was it oh, it was Bees. It's 33. Uh, D'Lo has a lot more assists than his best game. Mm. This is only one assist. But this was on yeah, two tough. days before Christmas, December 23rd. It was a loss at Utah. It's not much, uh-huh. not much good came from that game, but Malik hitting seven threes was a good sign of life there. That's right. All right, Neil, our next player. Here's the line. I think you're going to get this one. 21 points, 10 of 14 shooting, 19 rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. That would be uh, very likely the Vandalorian. Vando. 19 rebounds. Dun, 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 dun. 19 rebounds has to be. Do you know what game it was? Ah, 19 boards. I, I don't recall. He's had a lot of good ones in, in January. It's probably in January. It was January 9th. All right. It's on the road. Hometown. Still don't. Oh, uh, uh, Atlanta or was it Texas? Oh. It was Houston. Yeah. Houston. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hometown kid having a hometown game. That's right. You might want to remember that game, actually. I remember that one. Moving on, our next line. We got two more, Neil. Our next stat line 29 points on 10 of 18 shooting, 6 of 9 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. Whose best game of the season was 29 point effort? Ooh. Well, now you got me thinking about that assist, and that seems like too few assists for D'Angelo Russell. So, what was it? What was it? 29 points? 29 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. Kind of a pedestrian line for some of our stars. But. Was this the Jalen Noel game? Yes. It is the Jalen Noel game. Or the or the Moose game or the Nate Knight That's game. Right. That's right. That's right. Nate Knight Night. That's right. Give you the Nate Knight Night. Nate Knight Night. Uh, that was a great night. Nate it was Noid against Knight. Boston, December twenty seventh. Was that oh, game? Oh, great one. I, I remember I asked you a trivia question before last season, Neil, which was how many Timberwolves players have scored thirty points in a game, and the answer uh, was Cat, D'Lo, Malik, and Ricky. And uh, Jalen was almost there. Jalen almost had his first 30-point game. That's why I was knocking on that door. Maybe he'll get it this season. I'm always hoping for him to join that 30-point club. I wonder. Maybe so. All right. This next player, I had two different games. Hard to tell which one was better. I went with the one that had the higher game score, which is a John Hollinger stat that's on Basketball Reference. But both the stat lines were very close, but I'm going to go with this stat line for this player. 40 points, 15 to 25 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3, 6 of 8 from the field, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal. Nine rebounds, seven assists. Man, that makes me think it's not D'Lo. Man, he's the forty only, points. He's the only big guy left, though. Um, man, forty. No one else is. No one else has scored forty. It has to. It has to be D'Angelo Russell. I'll say D'Angelo Russell, please. Oh, we have not done Cat. We haven't done our All Star yet. Oh, it is Cat. Cat, forty points. But my bad. You can still get a bonus point if you guess what game it was. Uh, forty, fifteen to twenty-five. Um. Careful listeners will know I gave you a hint earlier on when I said this game will still yeah, come okay, back so up. So it's it's Atlanta again? Same game or different game? The game where they lost to them at home? You guessed Atlanta for both Vando and Cat, and it was for both guys. It was Houston. Oh, Houston. In Houston. Damn it. So uh, the other g- close game was Cat's triple-double, which we talked about earlier yeah. this week. But technically his 40-point game in Houston was a slightly higher That's game a score. You want 40 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, or 31 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. You probably want the 40-point effort. Yeah, that's that's great. One and just like he just dominated Christian Wood in that game. Oh, yeah, that. oh, yeah, that was a beat down, shut them down. So, good one there. All right, we got some uh, best games. That's right, in the house. We're, we're uh, 51 games into the season, 30, 31 to go, so 30 after tonight's memorable game. stat lines. I can't forget that that almost 2020 game from Vando in Houston. Whew, Ooh, so so good. He was balling. If um, only we could play the Rockets every night. But yeah, like we said, we had a nice little uh, stretch of some hopeful wins here. 
I don't know. While we were recording, did it's the a dangerous win stretch because I don't know. It's it's the stretch of games where like you expect to win, so any loss is just just soul Extra shattering. Hard. Just Extra shattering. Hard. Like if we lost to the Utah without Rudy Gobert, that would have been bad. If we lost to Denver, it'd be like, oh, that's mm-hmm. tough. But it's still like these are teams ahead of us in the standings. You can't go home and lay in bed awake at night being like, why did we drop that game? Whereas if we yeah. lost to Detroit tonight, I mean, I'm not sleeping. I, I'm going to be cranky yeah. tomorrow. You know? Yeah, these aren't teams that have like ebbs and flows in their season. These right. are teams that are all ebbs. Um, but uh, yeah, and also it's it's uh, yeah when, when you expect. But the Wolves, they've been they've been handling their business this year yeah so on one hand you do have that oh no well i'm worried about these easy quote-unquote easy games but the way they've played this season i worry about that less like the way they handled oklahoma and 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 houston and stuff it'll be interesting to see because we've talked about how hard it is to sweep a back-to-back even the pelicans at the beginning of the season we won one dropped another one we got back to get backs against detroit and sacramento this week so we'll see if that kind of curse of the you know you can't win both games of a back-to-back holds or not yeah, and I think like Detroit's a proper tanking team, but Sacramento, Sacramento always can, thinks they're in it. Right. I think they beat the Lakers <laughs> the other night. They're so. always looking for that, that, that play-in tournament. <laughs> that's right. So we'll see what happens. I mean, especially because, you know, Sacramento, that's a team to watch at the trade deadline this year. So it could be a very different team that we see this week than a team in a month, you know? Yeah. A team without Harrison Barnes or... Fox or how, who knows? They could have been Ben Simmons in a month. Who knows? Probably so, not. But so next week, uh, when you hear from us, yeah, we'll talk about those four games against the bottom feeders, and hopefully, we're coming to you very proud with a four and zero stretch right there. But uh, we might be coming to you with tails between our legs, one and three, three and zero oh and four. Oh no, no, those, that's not happening. We'll take care of business this season. I predict. I predict they'll win three, three games. I like it. Because the, the Kings games are, uh, even though they, it's the same arena, that's going to be so weird. They're both back to back in Sacramento. Tuesday, Wednesday, both away. That is very weird. Ugh. Very weird. Well, you don't have to travel. Yeah, you're going to win one of them. I know you're going to win at least win at least one. Yeah, of them, so. yeah. All right. Well, that does it for the podcast. Appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for subscribing and uh, checking us out every single week during the Timberwolves season. Uh, check out Canis Hoopus this week for lots of other great content, including other podcasts that we love um, as well. Uh, yeah, we'll do it all again uh, next week. Appreciate everybody listening. Until then. I love how Anthony Edwards is doing his best James Brown imitation when he goes to the basket. Now, hey, he's always yelling for the foul.